Central Texas. Coming to you live from New Orleans, hard by the Mississippi River, and uh, joined by, well, I don't know how much time he spent on the old Mississippi, but uh, he's a well-traveled man. He's been an international coach over the years. Now he's a national championship coach. It is John Jacus. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach J. Jacus, and he's very nice on Twitter. He's always complimenting people. He's the opposite of Mosley. Uh, and, uh, and, but, uh, but John and I do enjoy each other's company and I appreciate, uh, all right. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, John, but, uh, John, great to have you back. And, um, uh, this is exciting with conference, man. Con- the conference slate is about to happen. There's a lot going on at Baylor. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you having me. I'm not as mean as you on Twitter. That is true. And, uh, <laughs> I told my, I told the guys we had to be undefeated and number one in the country. You may not call me anymore when football is done. So, Hopefully we're right on time and our friendship can pick up here. But, yeah, we're doing great, and uh, we're really thankful for the spot we're in. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's number one in the country. I remember, John, that uh, years ago, and it was that Motley team that I remember, that they got ranked number one. And I, I thought the next time out, I think Baylor got beat. And, 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 and there was like a tightness that, uh, that took over a little bit. What I've found in the last couple of years, or maybe the last three years, I should say, is, man, this, this uh, program really, really seems to embrace it now. I don't think they get consumed with it, like they wake up every day, like reminding everybody they're number one. But at the same time, John, I, I, and you're around them every day, do they – they don't carry themselves differently, do they? And and do you feel like even though y'all have a bigger target than ever, do you think that almost motivates you more than than is any kind of negative thing? Yeah, I think last year's group is a little different than this year's group. I mean, mm-hmm. last year I think just loved to hang out in pressure. I think they thought pressure was fun. And uh, every extra chance they got to be in a tight situation, they wanted to sign up for. You know, with COVID, they all kind of signed up to come back and win a national championship. And they knew from day one they would be in this win a championship or fail environment. And so they, they kind of thrived on it. They were looking for it. And at times we were even better on the road than we we were at home. And uh, this year, you know, I think we're still figuring it out a little bit. Our first true road game apart from heading to Atlantis for the neutral tournament on the Bahamas uh, was at Oregon and we found ourselves in some foul trouble. We still have, you know, the new guys, transfers and freshmen figuring certain things out. So I think we think that that road game was a perfect way to kind of prepare us for the big 12, because at the end of the day, you're, you're going to play, you know, seven of the top 25 defenses in the country on the road and environments where you can't hear, and the pressure is high, and now at this point, pretty much any time we lose a game, they're gonna they're gonna rush the court, and we're gonna need a court <laughs> just to get off the floor. So I don't know that we know for sure how we're gonna be, but I know that uh, so far the young guys and the transfers have kind of embraced it rather than run for it, and, and it, they're on the floor, not us. So who they are as a group and you know as individuals is much more important than who we are as coaches, but. Scott's done a great job of preparing them to be positive and within the positivity not to be afraid. And then more than anything, we just need to execute our assignments and focus more on how we can become who we're meant to be in our execution um, rather than, you know, whether we're number one or not. That's that's not what we're concerned with. We want them in the last game, and uh, the ranking isn't part of that process. Just our process is part of that process. 
Yeah, John Jake is joining us, uh, part of that Baylor men's basketball program. You see him on TV, that HD, it's good to him. He's a very well-groomed man over there. Uh, John, the, um, uh, the, I mean, but go, Hilton, that's, that is an interesting place to play. Can you tell me, I mean, isn't it a wild how quickly you can, you can flip a program now again. I don't know if they're going to be a top ten program in this country. That's where they uh, this year. They're number eight right now. We'll see where they are at the end of the year because this is a meat grinder. Y'all are about to go into. But I mean, they they were zero and eighteen last year. And again, I like that coach they had. Prom. I mean, he, he's a good coach. And and I don't know. A bunch of stuff happened. I, I don't know what to, who to blame it on. But but suddenly they flipped the thing and uh, and and they're a top ten team that you're playing i mean that is wild you 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 rarely see that uh in any other sport um and and you don't even see it that often in college basketball with this particular team john give us an idea of how they did that is it was it portal was it uh, some guys have matured what what's the how did they flip it this quickly yeah i think they deserve a lot of credit one you got to understand anytime you go to hilton those are some of the best fans in the country. And uh, not only are they great fans, but it'll be 14,500. There won't be any empty seats. The students will blitz that thing early and 90 minutes before the game, they'll be making fun of you. And it just kind of feels like they respect the program. They respect the process. They don't come to watch us play. They come to watch their own team play and they're in love with them. And when you have a culture like that, and then you kind of get the right guys in and the timing falls into place. Uh, it can flip fast. And one of the ways to flip things fast is to win your home games. You know, we say to win the Big 12, you got to go 9-0 and at home. And if you're going into Hilton with that team and that bunch, you know you're you're, you're going to have to climb a mountain. It's not going to be an easy day. And uh, not only will you not be able to hear, but uh, Coach Olsenberger, TJ's done a wonderful job. And uh, they play as hard as we do. And I can't say that about every team we play. Their defensive principles are similar to ours. And when kids are convinced that principles work and effort is rewarded, they begin to play harder than they ever have. And uh, that's that's who they are. They had four transfers. They had some returners. They have an unbelievable freshman point guard who's really stepped in and, and helped the process as a whole. But just like us, you got to have three-star guys, five-star guys. you got to have internationals. you got to have JUCOs. It's a combination. But then the combination has to become a family, and then the family's got to really learn to fight and have something to stand for. And, and uh, they stand for really high-level defense. They're a top 10 defense in the country right now. And then they're convinced that ball movement and making defenses go side to side and then attacking you on the second, third side is going to lead to success. And um, a lot of the same things we believe in, they believe in right now. And at the end of the day, it's probably just going to be a war of who can – have their principles uh, stand true. And so we know we're going into a much improved program, and we really respect mm-hmm. not just the coaches, but the way the kids have bought in. Yeah, I like that. Play play as hard as we do. That That's saying a lot because uh, y'all, y'all have a high standard. And one of the things I like is no matter who you're playing, you sort of still hold yourself to that standard. I, I loved watching Akinjo the other night. I mean, he scores 27. I think he can beat you in a number of ways. You've seen it. Flagler had a ton of assists in that game. Are you starting to see those two play 
even better. You know, you're, you're le- guys are learning each other on this team. I mean, you got you got guys that can jump out of the gym. Like you, you mentioned, you got an international type player who can shoot the three. Highly, highly skilled player, and then Kendall's playing a, a different game than some guys. Um, are, are you starting to? see uh things really i mean it, it's it's funny to say since you're already number one in the country but but is it, it, it have you seen some things even the last couple of weeks that 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 uh, give you uh you know give you a lot of confidence as you head into conference play yeah i think you have to believe that about yourself and you should believe that about your kids and this is the first time a lot of these guys have played together and there is some upside us that's left and we need to be finding ways to improve and so much of improvement with basketball because of the way it flows and it doesn't stop and there's a continuation to it uh, comes down to the way guys interact with each other on offense without you being involved and when you have old good guards you got a chance to get better and I would throw LJ Cryer into that bunch and even Dale Bonner has come along but the, the guards have done a good job of adjusting to each other you know, that last group played for three years together. This group's played six to eight months together. They're they're nowhere near what they could be if they'll keep a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. And the main growth is how we how they use each other, not what they can do themselves, but how they use each other. And then when you add an older Matt, an older John, an older Flo, a year better. And then the vertical spacing that Kendall provides with his cutting and how electric he is in transition. And then some of the the flow that Jeremy will give us with his passing and second side actions. I don't think we've even fully tapped into what Jeremy can give us on the second side of our offense. So we, we need to keep growing, especially in our league. Because like we said a couple minutes ago, you know, seven of the top 25 defenses are in our league. We, we can't do the same thing over and over again. It'll get scouted. It'll get taken away. Mm-hmm. It'll become stagnant. And our guards are not up dribbling too much. So we really need to grow. But we feel positive about the fact that we can grow because our guys have some upside left in them. And we're still just on the first half of this deal with this new group. And uh, we think the second half of the season we can be better. All right. And I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, can you tell me if Cryer, y'all have held him out for what's been called precautionary reasons, and then Meyer was held out the other night. We found out right before the game. Do you think there's a chance both of those guys could play, or is that still kind of uh, you know hanging in the balance a little bit? I mean, the only way you can get me in trouble is if I answer the questions. <laughs> I can okay. help with scouting, and I can help with you know, player <laughs> development and some offense, but okay. we're going to leave that to the doctors. And yeah. athletic trainer Dave does a wonderful job. And, you know, Scott will announce that to media when it's appropriate, and certainly I'm not the one. Um, yeah. We're praying that they're with us, and we're better together. And yeah. um, as soon as we can have them all back and healthy, we're going to be really happy about that. Is Scott down the hall? Could you holler down and say you got Mosley on the phone and he wants to know if these guys are going to be ready, or is, is, is he not with when you? When we right hang now? up, I'll tell him that you're interested. <laughs> and if he calls you in the next five minutes off the air, then it'll be because we care. That's not going to be right now. It's a good try, though. I, I totally appreciate your effort. You don't give up. Yeah, I know. You're you going to be up. a head coach soon, the way you handled me on that. Um, all right, uh, John, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll miss you. And we'll be all – got to do the pregame show starting at 3.30 from the Sugar Bowl, but at 1 o'clock we'll be holed up 
uh, watching you guys uh, from Hilton. So know the Baylor family. Uh, we can we can multitask, and uh, we'll be behind you. I know you guys will. Uh, after the game, y'all will hold up and, and get to watch that Sugar Bowl and a, a lot of a fun time to be a Baylor fan. Yes, we will. We might make that plane sit on the tarmac so we can watch. And, uh, <laughs> no shame in you supporting Baylor football this Saturday. We want them to win. They've had a wonderful season. They're doing a great job, and uh, hopefully that caps off with a win. But all Baylor is good Baylor, and so thanks for supporting both of us. All right, that's good, uh, Coach. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. There he goes, John Jacobs. Uh, really, uh, man, he knows it. He knows the game. We always kind of learn something when he's on with us, and uh, he wasn't really going to give us too much uh, help with those uh, players I mentioned, but I did give it a try, and, and I think he appreciated at least the uh, the effort. 